scary girl. Hey, everybody. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. And I'm Val. Ooh. And this, this is Dead Time Stories. Welcome to episode 65. Third takes a charm. It sure is. <laughs> Are we recording? Great. Yep, everything's good. It's a lukewarm open. Lukewarm open? <laughs> it's not quite As opposed cold. to cold? It's not cold open. It's we'll make lukewarm. it a cold open. Cold open. Yeah. Well, um, welcome to the show. Welcome back, Val. Val. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. We like our guests. Yeah, um, we love having guests on. And Val was on, ooh, I wish I remember what episode. I think it's 37, because I just listened to it on Podcoin. Yeah, you did. points. Number one spot. Number one spot. <laughs> Get that Starbucks gift card. Yeah. Val is well all needed. for accumulating tiny, tiny, tiny monochromes of things in order to get a free $5 gift card hey, from something else. If you're what else it, do you not? do that on? Uh, there's a an app called... Res- I was like, there's got to be other things <laughs> if you're bringing this yes. up. So there's an app called um, Receipt Hog, and Receipt Hog, you just scan your receipts, and then you can get points and spins and, you know, gift cards to other, you know, manufacturers and, and merchants or whatever. And then uh, there's also Achievement, which is like a fitness app. So you connect all your fitness apps and you get points. And you know what? I'm already doing it anyway. So And that's always what Val says when I'm like, hey, oh, let me hey. make sure you get that receipt. And I was like, hey, you're already doing it anyway. That's right. <laughs> Why not? So, yeah. So Val's into that. That's so, how I'm going to approach everything in my life. Val is very into Podcoin. Because yes. I was like, I like podcasts. Day four streak. Oh. Getting them double points. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, and we're you, still a bonus yes, podcast. Yes. If you listen um, for, what is it? If, if two, uh, more than two days. Like if you have a streak going, you get double points on top of that. Yeah. yeah. So your third day, you start occurring double points. Got them. So, hey, so go listen to us on Podcoin. If you're not already, you can use our promo code DEADTIME to earn 300 extra yeah it's pretty sweet oh i did Um, i'm ready and all of us leave our um i mean val and i both have two phones a home like our personal you just put it yeah you put we have it on both app or both phones both of us just turn it on and walk away with uh, with it playing and you know trying to accumulate dim points yeah why not you're doing it anyway. Sure are. So, yeah. Welcome back to the podcast. Do we have any other business? Can't wait to Wood get shopping. into that new house. Bam. Bam, 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 bam. So you might have noticed that our sound quality isn't as good as it was at one point in time. And that's because we moved <laughs> from the basement up to the, the second quality, floor. Yeah, I was like, we still have the same Moving really good equipment, but, but it's we're not echoey. in the stifled, like, yeah. you know, soundproof booth of the basement. Yeah. But they're moving into a fancy new house. They are. Sure which are. means we're moving on up, too. Yeah, we are. Razor. So thanks for being our patrons. I don't know if that really helps us moving, but we're, we're moving into we a like nicer space. We like to believe that the money that we're not paying them for using their house is helping to buy a new house. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sarah burned herself because the tea was too hot. It was too hot. I couldn't handle the tea. Woof. So what's new? With me? Yeah. What's well, happening? What's going on? I was like, we're not going to talk about sugar daddy stuff until the mini episodes. I want to save all that. Well, <laughs> because yeah. you know, I think I might have caught one in the wild. We'll Ooh. see. I he said you he'd buy good. you presents. I know. I know. And it's not totally mm. the same. Talk I about know. Use the app Wayne Daddy Mongo. I'm sorry, what? Did you use the app Daddy Mongo? No. I no. found this person on Bumble. We already matched. Oh. And then he was like, oh, I already have one Where's sugar baby. No, I was like, oh, I'm doing this segment on my podcast called like talking about how we're going to do, 
you know, pimp me out. And he was like, oh, well, I already have one sugar baby. Oh! And I was like, oh, you do? And he's like, are you looking for a millionaire? And I was like, I mean, I'd like to have someone who would pay my rent. And he was like, I usually do presents. And I was like, mm, you're cute. You're like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I like presents, too. It's not really what I'm looking for. I do for. need some new underwear, though. So, like, not it's like 40 bucks date, I'm not spending. Secret. But yeah, if somebody some else drinks. is paying your rent, you could quit your job and then just do more acting gigs and pay for your own underwear. I know. Or I could have this dude buy my underwear. Wouldn't you rather he pay your rent? That's what I'd rather for I, look, you. Look, he can be on the side and I can still have a sugar daddy who like pays my rent. He's not going to be the only sugar daddy. No, he, I told you, do not stop at one. No. <laughs> Multiples. That's how I'm approaching this entire dating scene. For the guys that I'm seeing, if you're listening, sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, (laughs) If you didn't understand Um, at this point. Yeah, we're trying to arrange with uh, with Angel to get you some glamour shots. Some glamour shots. (laughs) And then I reached out to Angel earlier this week and I was like, are you free this week? I'm trying to get some glamour shots for for Sarah. And What did she say? Was she like, why? Uh... No, Jared, I think, filled her in. Because <laughs> did Jared listen Jared to the episode? To the podcast. <laughs> exactly. So I messaged her and I was like, hey, like, I'm trying to, um, like, get some glamour shots for Sarah. I, I said we're doing an experiment. Uh-huh, uh, funny. She said, I'm available this weekend. Jared wants to know if it's because you're pimping Sarah out. <laughs> All of the podcast. <laughs> And I said... Yes, that's our experiment. Pimping is such a strong word. (laughs) Um, And I said that I'm helping Sarah attract a different kind of date than she has in the past. And and sometimes her taste is garbage. (laughs) And she said, well, I hope it works. What time do you want to take pictures? So Angel's Angel. down. Angel, such a It's a lady supporting ladies. We love her. She's really, really great. Um... Uh, she took the pictures from my show. Yeah, I know she did. That's why I was like, I know she takes good pictures. Can you do some glamour shots? I need to do those like artsy shots. Right. We need some. But we definitely like need that. a lot of, <laughs> you know, that pose, which I'm, I know you do it, but all you skinny white ladies do it, where you're standing like, where you've got like your back sure, your butt's like that. Yes. So it just kind of shows like I'm such a cute, skinny little white lady. <laughs> Yeah, like, we need a lot of those, but, like, hmm. <laughs> Candid. This is how I always stand. So and I then, have scoliosis. And then tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow I'm actually getting a um, glam makeup lesson yes. from the drag queen Areola Grande. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm going to learn some good glam tips tomorrow. Ooh. And then bring that to your uh, glamour shot photo <laughs> sesh, <laughs> and then we're gonna get your sugar daddy. I'm really so excited. Stay tuned, guys, for this really, really experiment. Excited. So yeah, do you have any anything we, before we get in? Do we have like a, a promo or anything? This no, week? we're actually gonna take a hold on promos for this week, and Ooh. we're just gonna dive right into it. Oh, I yeah. like it. All yeah, right, yeah. Why not? All right. Why well, not? Then I'm still looking for some sponsor. Like well, I'm ready for us to get some like sponsor. We're ready to just ads. get paid. Daddy sponsors. Anyone? Daddy sponsors. Daddy sponsors. And these sugar daddies want to sponsor us at Seeking Arrangement if you want to sponsor us. We're into it. We're I'm going to scare away all the nice guys that I am seeing. They're going to listen to this and be like, whoa. If you're a good quality so man, normal. you can handle it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. They've got Patreon. Donate. Was donate. it Mae West or was it Marilyn Monroe? That's like, if you can't handle me at my worst, then you don't deserve me at my best. best. 
I think. Ooh, and if this is your worst, you being hilarious. Oh, this isn't my and worst. And fun, right? No, exactly. No, I was no, like, no, if no, they no, can't no, handle no. this, then they can just go some the fuck where else. They can go find some other girl who's looking for a serious relationship right now. Right. Because no. that's not me. That's not Sarah. She wants that sugar daddy. Sarah's in season five. I figured out my season since I moved to Philly, and I'm in season five. And season five, Sarah does whatever season five Sarah wants to fucking do. Season five, Sarah's gonna get a new job. Oh, I signed my lease today. I did that right Yay. before I came here. I signed the lease on my new apartment. Yeah. Now we just need the sugar daddy to pay for it. I know. <laughs> like, just get Please on this PSG. Well, no. In, in, in Philadelphia, what is it? Or Pennsylvania. What are you talking about? What? The energy companies. Pico? Yeah. What about Pico? Pico? No, you have and daddy just... pay for the Pico bill. Oh, you, you have, have a daddy, oh, for, a daddy, daddy for, for the Pico, a yeah. daddy for Verizon. Right. Yeah, you got right. one bill at a time. You know, you got to work for <laughs> I know my daddy. roommate would love that, too. <laughs> you got a grocery daddy. You Alex know, would be like, hell yeah. His manager. Love it. But still really handsome, and he brings home wine every night. Like, let's go. Perfect. I don't care how old you are. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Speaking of let's go, let's do this. Let's do this. Stephanie. Sarah. Val. Y'all, Y'all ready, ready to, to talk, talk about, about some ghosts? I am. Are you? Because you are. Yeah, Val, what are you talking about <laughs> What are you talking about, about Val? So, I don't know. Stephanie. Oh, my God. I, how many pages is that? Wait. Girl. What did you... Did you print that? Is that... No. Oh, no, this is some of my fancy Muji um, paper. <laughs> oh. I was are like, you familiar with Muji? No. They're a random Japanese store. There are some of them here, and they sell all sorts of weird stuff. Sometimes they have clothes, but they also have, like, stationery and weird kitchen stuff. Huh. Um, but I've bought all kinds of weird paper from them over the years. Uh, for those of you who obviously, obviously can't, we see, can't see it, see it, podcast, yeah. it, it doesn't like- just have, like, three holes in the side. It has, like... It's like uh, a spiral bound like notebook. Then, right. But, but you there's didn't rip out but it wasn't ripped out of a spiral notebook. Yeah. It has a bunch of the holes like it and then is that spiral also, um you can like rip off the, the No, it's, it's not, not perforated. It's not perforated. That's but it is also taller than regular paper. Yes, it's, oh. it's just weird paper. Um <clears throat> Val, make sure you get close to the mic, my love. Gotcha. Yes. Um so Stephanie probably doesn't know. You may know because this is all about I Texas. Know everything. Oh well then yeah, probably. <laughs> So, have you ever heard of the Houston mass murders? Yes. Yes. But keep going. Okay. <laughs> so, well, Stephanie hasn't. So keep here going. We are. So they uh, they happened between 1970 and 1973. But we're gonna rewind back to um, Dean Arnold Coral's upbringing. So he was named Candyman and Pied Piper throughout his adolescent years. But he was born Christmas Eve, 1939, in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, oldest of two boys. Uh, His parents, Mary and Arnold, had a horrible marriage. Mary was very overprotective of Dean, and Arnold was very hard on the boys. They divorced in 1946. Mary and the boys moved to Memphis, Tennessee, to be closer to Arnold, who was drafted to the Air Force. Mary thought it was important to be closer to their father. They remarried in 1950. Wait, the husband and wife who had a bad relationship remarried? of this person? Yeah, so Mary and Arnold were horrible together. They divorced in 1950. So they're they the parents. They divorced in 1950. When did they get remarried? Wait, no. They remarried in 1950. My apologies. Moving to Pasadena, Texas, only to divorce again oh in 1953. <laughs> so, yeah. They didn't learn their lesson. No, they definitely did not. But I see this from the notes. <laughs> so Mary remarried in 1955 to a traveling clock salesman, Jake West, Sure. Uh, and moved again to Viter, Texas. The a couple clock salesman. Yeah. 
I wonder what kind of pickup lines he used to get into these women's homes. You sent me for PM. That's on you. That's <laughs> He's like, excuse me, miss. Do you have the time? <laughs> Is your clock oh, running? <laughs> oh, gosh. Gosh. Maybe you should go cash out. These, I don't know if they're bad dad jokes or just bad pickup. But, <laughs> I mean, hey, in 1950, you could probably get anywhere. But, uh, you don't the, have a watch. You can use my dick as a sundial. Oh, no. Hey. I'm so sorry. Please keep telling your story. Oh, gosh. It's <laughs> too far. <laughs> The clock strikes 12 when I see you. Oh, <laughs> you kept it going. So the couple started a candy company. Even a broken cock is right twice a day. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's it. Beer. That was the money Thank you shot. so much for listening, for listening to Dead Time Stories. You can find us on... <laughs> do, 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 do. This has been Dead Time Stories. That's the, that's the end. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> The couple started a candy company called Pecan Prince. Both Dean and Stanley, his brother. I'm sorry, you mean pecan? Get the fuck out. <laughs> Listen, okay? I'm you from said New it Jersey. Wrong. You said it wrong. Uh, you know what? I said it the way that I was brought up to say it. So there we are. Pecan Prince, Pecan Prince, however you'd like to accept it. <laughs> uh, they, both boys work there during the school year every day. Damn. Dean was thought to be a quiet kid who was sick quite often. He contracted rheumatic fever, a disease that revolts from inadequate care while suffering strep throat. And inflammation of the heart, blood vessels, and joints. The family oh. found out when Dean turned 11 after doctors found a heart murmur. In his high school years, he was a well-behaved student and graduated in 1958, moving to Houston oof, to grow the business. Two years later, moved to Indiana with his widowed grandmother in Indiana. In 1962, he went with a girl who proposed to him. Wow. <laughs> he rejected her and moved back to Texas to grow the business more. Wow. <laughs> He's like, I've been doing this He's all like, wrong. Mm, what a player. Um, married divorced Jake that next year and renamed the business Coral Candy Company. Dean was named VP. And later that year, Mary fired an employee who accused Dean of sexual advances. <gasps> Uh-oh. Yeah, is that this the first is where it red gets flag? Weird. Oh, of sexual advances towards him, <laughs> yes. you say. Yes. So the, the teenage employee was uh, hit on by Dean and bribed, but obviously Mary was overprotective. And one of the things was protecting Dean at all costs because he was a sick kid. So she always had his back compared to Yeah, Stanley. he was a sick kid Girl. from what I can tell. You Little told me the title of the story and then talked about him. I'm assuming he's our murderer. <laughs> so Ooh. I'm over these oh, ghosts. No. The flickers on oh. I'm over room. these it ghosts. Sarah every time. It does. That was perfect timing. It flicked on right when we Oof. were like, "That's the murderer," and your ghost in the house. Who is it? Is it Mary Angela's like grandpa? Isn't that what she said? He's the one in the rocking chair. In the rocking chair. She said that when they. I they do came... remember the rocking chair, but I didn't know who was who. I think it's her grandfather. That lives here. I don't know. I don't know. I was sitting on the porch earlier by myself, and that chair was rocking. Mm. It was windy. That's but it could have been. <laughs> a little ghost fart. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue with your story. No, you're fine. Tell me about poor old Dean. Oh, gosh. Sick in the head, Dean. So, Dean was drafted into the Army August of 64 in Fort Polk, Louisiana, for basic, basic training. 
then transferred to Fort Benning, Georgia as a radio repairman, uh, ending up in Fort Hood, Texas during the time he was in the service. That's where my brother was born. Oh, well, hi, Philippe's birthplace. Philippe, get out. <laughs> don't, don't, do not give him that satisfaction. No, I am still a Philippe. Philippe, don't even, That no. would not get you Go okay. Anyway, <laughs> does he even still listen? My bad, Phil. My bad, <laughs> Phil. Um, so during the time he was in the service, he also had his first gay encounters. He hated the military, and his only want was to run the family business. He got his wish when he on he was honorably discharged June eleventh, nineteen sixty five. What did he and, do to be honorably discharged? Um, he didn't have time. Yeah, I guess he, he was gay. had signed out of his contract yeah, or what have you. Oh, that would have been dishonorable. Yeah, that time. that time absolutely. Uh, and he returned to the candy company. Oh no! What? <laughs> what? Foreshadowing. <laughs> what? Oh no! Something bad's about to happen. <laughs> so Dean became known. As when he came back to the company as the Candyman, also the Pied Piper, because he had a heavy habit of luring kids and young teen boys into the shop with free candy. Also had been known to flirt with young teenage employees. So Marion Joyce, uh, Dean's half-sister from Jake West, moved to Colorado and closed the business. So where is he going to get all these young boys now? So Dean, using his skills from the military jobs, became an electrician and met 12-year-old David Brooks in 1967. He had come from a rough family and moved back and forth between parents. Dean became his mentor. Growing close, he was groomed into sexual relations. Dean would bribe him with cash and gifts for oral sex when he would be in town between parents. In 1970, Dean was caught by David assaulting two teenage boys. David was hushed with a car, then being paid to lure more young victims to Dean's place. Damn. Yeah. <clears throat> Oof. <sighs> and he's just raping them. He's not killing them yet? Um, as, as far as this goes, well... Here we go. Okay. Dean, Dean's first victim disappeared while hitchhiking. Jeffrey Cohen, a student at University of Texas in Austin. He was abused, tortured, and strangled to death. David lured two more young men, 14-year-old uh, James Glass and Danny Yates, away from a religious rally where the duo took them back to the apartment and were murdered in the same way. Ugh. The kidnapping, kidnappings happened for three years. Police never raised suspicion or paid close attention to the disappearances, even with multiple reports by numbers of parents writing the disappearances off as runaway cases, uh. assuming parents were in, just in denial. Uh. Yeah. So the reports of the missing teen boys were two decades before Amber Alerts were even a thing. So it's not likely they'd have a keen eye on what to look for in Coral's case. Mm -hmm. January 1930, or, sorry, January 30th, 1971, the duo duo again kidnapped 15-year-old Donald and 13-year-old Jerry Waldrop while they were walking home. Dean disposed of their bodies at one of his dump sites. Mm. March through May 1971, Dean, Clam Dean claimed the lives of 15-year-old Randall, Randall Harvey, 13-year-old David Hilligais, 16-year-old Gregory Winkle, all with the help of David. 17-year-old Reuben Watson Hansey, a friend of David's, was invited to a party, which Dean regularly supplied drugs and alcohol for the boys. Reuben died that night. So David was like his, his cohort. 
yeah, his accomplice. But in he'd it. like brainwashed him into being yeah. his yeah. his accomplice. Yeah. Like, so yeah. again, yeah, he was his been mentor. Him as a child. Yeah. yeah. With the sexual abuse, and then obviously bribes of cash, cars, and and whatever else Dean could give him to make him stay, pretty much. So fall of 1971, David lured two unknown boys to the hangout, which were uh, they were held separately for four days before their murders. Dean had a torture board in his room, which was a large piece of plywood he would tie the boys up with rope. He had supplies of plastic gloves, shovels, sacks of lime, handcuffs, and other homemade torture devices. In end of 71, David introduced Elmer Wayne Henley to Dean, who had taken a liking to him ultimately and grooming him as another accomplice. 15-year-old high school dropout from a broken home, Wayne, had been buddies with some of Dennis, uh, Dean's victims. Wayne ignored advances for months. He broke down and agreed to participate in what Dean had named the white slavery ring. <gasps> Ugh. Gross. What? <laughs> so Wayne's first known victim was believed to be 17-year-old Willard Braun Jr., who disappeared February 19th, 1972. So now Wayne is killing. Wayne is participating his, oh, in the, in kidnapping. Like the kidnapping. Yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So he's on the same level as David. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. So Wayne Although claimed. I think David has moved up to helping with the killings, and Wayne is the one and the torturing. And Wayne is the yeah. grabbing people. So he got a promotion. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Great. Pretty much. So Wayne had claimed he had no idea of Dennis's intentions or uh, Dean's intentions. My apologies. Bullshit. Frank Aguirre, who was an accomplice of his, who frequented. Uh, frequenting the hangout was held hostage gagged handcuffed and then wayne pleaded with him to release his friend to dean dean broke down to wayne admitting everything prior he had done to other boys even the confession didn't stop wayne from continuing to assist dean what he knew everything going on and he was like sure yeah this is cool but when you're held with the bribery of cash and everything else you want you're not going to leave because there's only going to be more. When that's the only way that you've known to make mm-hmm. money and to have a friend. Yeah. So at that Ugh. point, David said he had be, uh, become more sadistic. The trio abducted Mark Scott, 17, who fought for his life and tried to stab his attackers, but gave up at gunpoint. <gasps> a month went by and Johnny DeLobe and Billy Balch were kidnapped. Wayne strangled Billy and shot Johnny non-fatally. The only victim victim to ever be set free after his assault what? was Billy Rittinger, summer of 72. That that same summer, 19-year-old Stephen Sickman and ni- uh, 19-year-old R- Roy Button were kidnapped and killed as well. Two more months pass and Wayne and David kidnap Wally J. Simino and Richard Hembry and were held overnight before their murders the next morning. Wally tried calling his mother, and all he could do was scream, Mama, before the call was disconnected. No. Oh, no. Dean's final victim of 1972 was 19-year-old Richard Kepner, who has disappeared from a phone booth on November 12th. January 1973, 17-year-old Joseph Lyles, who is David's neighbor, fell victim as well. <sighs> David fell ill, and Wayne moved away for a brief time, but Dean kept them at bay with bribes. David got better, and Wayne moved back months later. William Ray Lawrence was abducted by Dean and Wayne, June 1973. He was tortured for three days before being strangled. Two weeks later, 20-year-old married father Ray Blackburn disappeared while hitchhiking from Houston to Baton Rouge. 
July, Wayne met 15-year-old Homer Garcia at a driver's ed school. He was left shot and bleeding to death in Dean's bathtub that evening. And Dean's last five victims fell within a three-week span. 17-year-old John Sellers, 15-year-old Michael Balch, brother of Billy, who was murdered spring of 72. God. 18-year-old Marty Jones, 17-year-old Charles Cobb, and 13-year-old James Romala, August 3rd. Oh, babies. Yeah. So... Sorry. Val's moving apologies. on to their other I was like, there's another <laughs> notebook of notes. Oof. He is one of the most prolific serial killers up there with everybody from Dahmer and everyone else. Yeah, I was like, what is his total right now? How many people um, has he killed? I think in total there We're was in the 30. double digits, yeah. 30. Um, Damn. So. And these see. last few that you just described, he did on his own. That was without his cohorts, David and Wayne, because they were... Oh, I'm sure they were involved. It oh, doesn't okay. say anything that they, they weren't, were... but I know that they would lure younger boys to yeah. the hangout for drugs and alcohol and partying. And then, and and then he picked the one that he wanted to And that last group of victims wasn't over a course of several months. That was all in three weeks. Yeah. Mm. So. How, what... I'm just always amazed by these serial killers and murderers who find the fucking time to do this (laughs) and live their life and do other things. Well, it's easy when you have two accomplices. Shit. That's true. That's true. You you kidnap them. When I get home from work, I'm going to torture them. Perfect. There you go. That's how you get your schedules aligned. When he's going to murder them. Done. That's true. That's true. It's all about time management. Time management. Serial killer info number they 101. Had, all of them had a bullet journal. Time management. Oh, no. <laughs> Literally, their yeah. bullet journal. Yeah. But Bert, uh, no, they weren't really into shooting. They were into strangling. They were into strangling. Yeah. Yeah. More so a, Dean. A strangle journal? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that works. So the I'm last sorry, straw came for Wayne, August 8th, 1973. At 17-year-old... Uh, at 17 years old at this point brought home 19 year old Timothy Curley but 15 year old Rhonda Williams insisted on tagging along now sidebar Dean had never had any females in his apartment he wanted no no he doesn't like girls no girls allowed pretty much but in in my last little leg of research prior to him uh, meeting his demise he had a girlfriend for five years and who also said that he wasn't really into sex. I wonder why. Weird. Wouldn't you say hmm. for five years, if you're not really that into sex. I would say. Please. And you're hanging out with younger boys who she also had children who would hang out with Dean or Wayne and David as well. <gasps> yeah, fuck that. Oh, my God. How gross did she probably feel when she found out? She said she had absolutely no idea. Oh, of course. They always do that. They somehow no idea. managed to. Oh, that's crazy. I mean, they also didn't have like Facebook and Twitter and that's passwords. True. Didn't have and the internet. Yeah. You had a home phone and if it was off the hook. Like, you were busy. Like my mom used to say about the gays, they just didn't think about that kind of stuff back then. That's <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. they were about the murderers, too. They're like, weren't you afraid your son was going to get murdered? And they were like, we, we just, just didn't, didn't think, think about, about that kind of stuff back then. It was a much simpler time. <laughs> so swinging back into Rhonda Williams. So Dean oh, Rhonda, help me, Rhonda. <laughs> help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. Help, help, Rhonda. So help Rhonda make some good decisions because she's not. 
Get these people out alive. <laughs> Save her children, please. Oh, well, Dean freaked out and I wonder why. found all three while they slept. I'm oh sorry, my what? God. Yes. Yes. He's like, you so they had that party. escalated real quickly. They sure did. So they Talk were invited about, over, yeah. they partied, and then when they fell asleep, they all got tied up. Her and her two kids? No, no, no. no Not no, the girlfriend. No, no. Wayne, Not the girlfriend. Um, Rhonda and Wayne and and, and, uh, and Timothy. No, no, no. Timothy, Timothy right. Wayne, and Rhonda came to the house to okay. hang out. To hang so party. yeah, Wayne was one of the accomplices. He brought over this guy and this girl and the girl to tied hang to out. And the and girl would not away. leave. And he was like, get her out. Yeah, Dean was pretty much livid at this point. He was, he was going like, insane. how dare you bring a girl, bring a girl. into my and house? It exactly. strictly says no girls allowed on right. the floor. <laughs> yeah. I wrote it oh, in gosh. Magic Marker. So that you would know that it would stay. Is it called boys' I was say, blood? I wrote it in crayon. The R is backwards. And that's so you know I mean business. Oof. Like a little rascal. I wrote it in Sharpie. That shit's permanent. <laughs> is it called boys' blood? No, it's called Sharpie. It's Sharpie. <laughs> 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 um. So anyway, uh, he bound all three while they slept. Wayne convinced Dean to let him go so he could join in on torturing them. Oh, my God. Dean began torturing Timothy, and Rhonda asked Wayne, Is this real? Aren't you going to do something? <laughs> Wayne grabbed Dean's twenty caliber, caliber pistol and demanded Dean to stop. Dean, not believing him, egged him on, and Wayne shot him six times. One in the forehead. Great shot, by the way. Two in the shoulder, three while he slumped to the ground. Wayne Mall in custody detailed every move him and his accomplices had made, naming off missing boys and Dean's sex dungeon. <gasps> so, but yeah, for the longest time, the police didn't believe anybody of, of the missing boys. And 20 years later, they have Amber Alert. But what did you do before then? You had no, no you idea. You didn't think about it. Because we just didn't think, about, didn't that think about, about that kind of thing. Oh, oh, God, just like um, the idea of people hitch. I'm, I, but I say that out loud. Like hitchhiking is weird, but we we still you didn't hitchhike. Think that back then. We just call it on an app on our phone. That's hitchhiking. You're jumping Oof. in a car with a stranger. But there's a GPS tracker, and they're like, I still doesn't prevent there. you from it getting murdered. Well, At, especially I don't ride with Uber. I think you always get murdered with Uber drivers. Yeah, I don't ride with Uber. I'm a Lyft gal. I yeah. drive for Lyft. Lyft, honestly, it started because Lyft is like a woman-owned company, but it's continued because they've been less shitty They're than safe. Uber. Yeah, yeah Uber Uber's is been shit. Bugged. For drivers and passengers, yeah. just fuck Uber. It's I've just... had bad experiences as a, as a passenger. The first time I ever, ever took an Uber was with Sarah, and it was when Sarah was telling me about how great Uber was. At the time. And I then, drove for Uber for a while. And then we got in the Uber, I, and, like, they I took know. us over the bridge into Jersey. I know. <laughs> and I was like, no, don't. You don't know what you're doing. And she was like... I'm sorry. It's usually so much better than that. It's usually not like not so, all Ubers. So, <laughs> so Wayne and David are in prison for life, life for the rest of sure, the Sure. As they should but be. But they have like given it, up it every sucks, single but... detail that they could have. So I assume Dean died when he got shot in the forehead. Oh, yes. oh yeah. He, he was he murdered. D-E-D yes. dead. Absolutely. He is dead. He's dead. That's good. D-E-A-N is so. D-E-A-D. D-E-D-D. D-D-D. Because Dean is dead. 
scene is dead. Thank well, that God. Was fun. Oh. No, I liked was it? it. I said it with a question mark. Do what? you like it? I liked I it. it. That was a good story. Oh, yeah. Thank you. That's a lot of murders. It sure was. That was a lot of murders. That, a lot of boy like, murder. You have to have We've a lot of We've talked about a lot of boy that. murder lately. A lot of boy murder. Colleen sure did the boy murders of Bucks County. You got boy murders of Houston. And you know what? Things are turning up for men in the closet because mental health is something to be talked about. And so is being open about your sexuality. So it's okay. It is. You don't have to murder people. Yes. You don't have to murder people. Please don't sleep with someone who's underage. I mean, please don't. That was not unless he did. Yeah, but no. Don't no, not unless. Them. There's no. There was unless. an unless. I mean, what not unless you're going? like the same age. Like if you're like seventeen, oh, like if you know, you're both whatever. Underage, just yeah. be safe. Yeah, just be safe. <laughs> Use protection. Be safe. Uh, on that note, Stephanie, do you have a fetish five? As we talk about so, underage so intercourse. No, it's not a no. fetish five. No. So I oh. want to talk about something that somebody brought to my attention that's kind of a fetish five, but not exactly. So Alice, who I've talked about her before, um, she listens to our podcast and went to high school with her. She sent me a message about something that exists that she found on Reddit. And she was like, I found out about this and now you have to know about it too. And I got really excited. Um, so of course there's always weird pockets of people who are interested in things that you're like, okay, I guess. Um, and naturally people are attracted to all sorts of, uh, Disney characters. That oh, happens no. a lot. <laughs> all those I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk I'm about. I'm if it's on Reddit, I might know it already. Yes, it's on Reddit from, I want to see which Reddit thing it's under, like which subreddit. Ho- uh, from Hobby Drama. Um, so it's like when there's drama about like weird things that people have like as like a hobby. So of course people a lot of times are attracted to the villains. Um, and that brings up all sorts of feelings for people. I like villains just because I think they're interesting and fun. And I think that they move the story more than the protagonist because they're the ones that make things happen. And a good villain will draw, it draws me in where I'm like, oh, like this person is a son of a bitch. So apparently there was a large group of people who were super into Frollo from Dragon Notre Dame, who, if you don't remember, is um, a horrible, old, racist, rapey man. Yeah. Who is, who, first of all, he's racist against all the Romani, right? He's always talking about the filthy gypsies all the time. But then he wants to fuck her. But then he's trying to fuck (laughs) one. He wants her to be, like, his rape bride. He's like, you can be my wife or you can die in a fire. (laughs) Right. Yeah. The whole song. What an ultimatum. What a choice. So, um, Skip that daddy. <laughs> swipe left on him, please. Oof. So, this comes from um, Reddit, from like I said, Hobby Drama. The person who um, posted it is I was once a fangirl. <laughs> that was her. But I don't think she's talking about of uh, Frollo. Like that's her name. I was yeah. I was her, once a fan girl. Um, it's Frollo fan fiction community. That awkward moment when you can't decide which one of your friends is is Claude Frollo's favorite concubine. What? So basically, there was a really really popular um, like fan fiction porn uh, collective called. They called themselves the Frollo Zone. <laughs> And they just all wrote lots of fan fiction porn about, about Frollo. Frollo. And they had written that, like, in this group, they had all decided that he had, like, this, 
like harem of concubines, which doesn't make any sense considering that like Isn't he's he a repressed a old priest, yeah. right? Who's pining after this one woman that he can't have, and that's how he burns down Paris. So <laughs> that guy's not getting it from no. a bunch of concubines. Uh, concubines, no. like that's not happening. He wouldn't be so frustrated if he was. So, um, but that was the thing that a bunch of them talked about in the Frollo zone, and Frollo zone. a popular user in the Frollo zone was a person who called herself. Frollo freak and Frollo freak. These people wrote a, wrote a piece of work called "Back to the Frollo." <laughs> oh, no. But the drama, because remember I said this was in the hobby drama sure, section. Sure, yeah. So where's the drama? So the drama came when um, Frollo freak basically kind of asserted herself as like the premier writer of the Frollo fan fiction. Okay. And decided that, like, anything that she was telling people in this group that anything she wrote was canon and that if they were going to write, like, they had to write in her universe. No. With her concubines and, like, everything had to take place right. And all these people, it says this predictably caused some strife. I don't know exactly what happened because 90% of the fan sites that were involved don't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. But it probably says something that Frollo Freak's repository is among the only websites that's still standing. So she took her... Her Frollo fan fiction elsewhere, and that's still available, but all of the other Frollo fan fiction from that website disappeared. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Frollo Freak went on to create numerous other works featuring herself and Frollo, all a part of a quote unquote timescape verse, as well as countless other pieces of Hunchback of Notre Dame fan fiction. You know how I said the Frollo Zone was like MCU if every superhero was replaced by some sort of like Frollo? sexy Frollo? So I'll just say some sort of Frollo fucker. Um, <laughs> Denisha's body, which Denisha was Frollo Freak's character. Denisha's body of work is like the entire world of comics. So like she had written it that like her character wrote all the stories that they were all in. It was like super, super complicated. Uh, anyway, the Frollo Zone collapsed shortly after when the <laughs> website went down and plans were made to revive it, but they never went through, probably because the community became rather splintered after the Frollo freak incident. People don't take too kindly to being told that their own characters are considered disposable horrors by the man that they care about, even when that man is Claude Frollo. Um <laughs> So just the very idea that um, Alice was, like, kind of blown away that this had happened and was like, I've got to share this with you. And I was like, I love this. And she says that hobby drama is a subreddit that might actually bring her back to Reddit all the time. Because reading about people with drama about their hobbies is incredible and fun. Yes. Um, I love Reddit for the drama. It's awful, but... Uh, like Reddit ask relationships or whatever is my favorite. And it's just the worst since I'm just reading about other people's awful relationship strife, but there is some tea in there and that tea is hot. (laughs) And I don't even know them. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. Fuck this guy or fuck this girl. I can't believe they did that. A lot of stories about people being like married, then getting in a fight, leaving for work, coming home and Half of their shit is gone. Did you see that Facebook Whoa. post that I reposted where it was a lady who, oh, these pictures are so good. So it's Fierce. like a marketplace thing and it says free and it's just a pile of shit on the lawn. On the, yes. And the lady is like smiling with a cigarette and like throwing the pile of things. Husband stuff. Yes. It's like deadbeat husband, like free stuff. But she's just like, hey, hey. <laughs> throwing shit on the sidewalk. And there's an That's entire what Reddit photo set. relationship it's, is. It's great. It's... The pictures are all great. Also, I know Christina spends a lot of time on Reddit, especially in the drag race 
area that and those people dramatic. are crazy if you're in a drama on reddit you another drama though is i follow instagram reality which is where they call out everyone who photoshops all their stupid instagram uh, where they totally bring them in and there are a few drag queens who are really guilty of using a ton oh, of yeah. facetune and a ton of photoshop and they'll post stuff on Instagram reality of these certain queens and their doctored pictures. And then people from Drag Race will come over and be like, you need to take that shit down. You can't do that. Blah, 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 blah. Drama. And I like, get really mad. But it's like, I love Reddit Instagram reality because they're, they say these, don't look up to these people. This is not an achievable this like, is not, not real. Even showing you what this they isn't really real. Like. Yeah, this is all fake. Like, stop looking at this. I love that subreddit so much. And then the stuff that people see. Or the stuff that like people do, like the face tune and bullshit, is insane. Reddit scares me. I love it. I I I am sucked in. I've been sucked in for years. years. Before I moved to Philadelphia, I was on Reddit. You can find us on Reddit. Sarah I, has I a do. Dead Time Stories Reddit. I do have a Dead Time Stories Reddit. I find some story. I find some. I've done two personal stories that I found on Reddit. I will always ask for your permission if I am allowed to use your story. I don't really post anything on Reddit, mm-hmm. but I'll comment. Yeah. I, there's nothing I will say this about Reddit there is nothing incriminating or that I am like embarrassed or ashamed about on my Reddit account and I think that I am a minority of Redditors that can say that because <laughs> most Redditors are like using a throwaway account because right. everyone knows my main one I was telling David about posting a question on Reddit that I was like embarrassed about a number of years ago use a throwaway account yeah right well and then he was like I'm trying to like find that like keep searching for is it as an SD currency I was like if you don't think I made a fucking throwaway yeah. for that question you be out of your guy damn yeah. mind you will not find it <laughs> oh my I gosh i find it <laughs> um so this, saying, you should find us you should find us yeah it's basically gonna turn it into <laughs> bam same page so speaking of finding us places you can find us on instagram on facebook dead time stories with a z you can email us at deadtimestories at gmail.com. And, of course, if you want to support our show, the number one way you can do that is by subscribing to our Patreon. We have <laughs> Sarah and that fucking light. That light. We, of course, have different levels of patron subscribers. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month, and that'll get you access to stuff that you don't already have, like the Patreon-exclusive Facebook group where we do live feeds once a month. We interact with all the people that you hear us talk about on the show who've been on the show most of them are in the facebook group as well as other fans there's a lot memes. of memes we yeah but we have such a good time forth. it's a lot of fun and of course five dollars a month gets you extra content like i seen it and soon we're going to be doing dream, dream daddy or whatever we're going to call or candy it candy crushes uh, oh candy baby. crushes i like that I like, I, when Ooh. i was editing the last episode i was like candy crushes that's a story good one of a sh- or like sagas of a sugar baby of a sugar baby I'm adventures in Sugarland. <gasps> candy crushes adventures in Sugarland. Like what an right. episode for dean coral to be on <laughs> get the fuck oh, out no what an episode. He is not a dream daddy. For $15. Of, oh, my God. The song Father Oof. Figure by George Michael. Val really loves it. And I'm like, I get it's It's not real. Like, it's like role play. But I can't get it's over the line. Put your tiny hand, hand in mine. That's it's the so part weird. I can't get over. Put your tiny hand in mine. I'm always like, oh, no. Um, $15 a month gets you. <laughs> The Faint Flatulence Collection, 
where once a month, every month, we will send a handcrafted, hand-captured ghost fart to your door. In a jar. In a jar with a lovely, lovely piece of parchment that tells you whose fart it is and a little bit about that person. And if you're not signed up for that yet, you are missing out. The farts are pretty great. They're They're beautiful. They're really But also they're really funny. Like, I, you know, I feel like they're pretty funny. They're good farts. They're good farts. Good farts. But of course, you can support our show for free. The other ways you can do that are by... If you subscribe, of course, if you give us five stars on any of the places where you listen, you can get a free sticker by screenshotting that and sending it to our email address. But even better than that, forget you paying to support us or forget you supporting us for free. You can get paid to support us by listening to us on PodCoin. We already talked about it once. You know what's going on. Get on PodCoin. So if you join PodCoin, especially if you use the referral code DEADTIME, where you'll get 300 extra points, but you can use PodCoin to listen to podcasts that you would listen to anyway, but get paid. You accumulate points. I think it's one point for every 10 minutes, but you get all these points. You get bonus points for listening to our show right now. You get all sorts of bonuses for referring friends. You get double points for listening for multiple days in a row. Three days straight. Right? You get all (laughs) sorts of different ways to accumulate more points. And those points can be turned into very real monetary things like gift cards to Amazon and Starbucks and other stuff that you'll really use. You could even donate to charity, which is really, really cool. really cool. So that's the spiel. The spiel, you the know. The spiel, you know it. You and know I, it. You love it. You, you love, love it. us. You, you like you it. Fucking better. Do you like it? You better. Do you want to swipe left or swipe right? Swipe right if you have money. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah, and I'm Val. And, and this, this has been Dead Time Stories. Thanks for listening. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Curtison. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 